Hello, and welcome back to Think Yourself Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Barbieri. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to remind you that if you take a screenshot that you're listening and tag us on Instagram, we'll send you a 15% off discount for the eight-week Retrain Your Brain program. Just take a screenshot and tag me at Heather Barbieri RDN. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, I am so blessed to be in the studio of Mike Rashad King. I am so blessed to be here today to have an opportunity to interview him, kind of pick his brain. My daughter introduced me to him and uh, this really unique thing that he's doing with his business and how he's kind of taking this whole idea of consciousness and melding it with spirituality to build a marketing platform to promote really amazing things out there. So Mike, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for talking with me. Thanks for having me on. So Appreciate tell the it. audience a little bit about who you are. You are such a complex being. I think I'm simple, you know. I'm Mike, uh, you know, I'm a, um, I guess I'm an entrepreneur, you know. Uh, I used to be a boxer, still am, but not actively looking for any fights no more unless a good, a really good offer comes across my desk. But um, I'm just enjoying life, you know. Um, I consider myself a conscious capitalist. So, you know, it's about, for me, it's about like, it's a huge separation people have from being like conscious or tapping into spirituality and also the material world mm -hmm. and capitalism and things like that you have such stigmas attached to both sides. And it's like, okay, I see nothing wrong with any of them. You know, it's just how, it's, you know, nothing, a thing is never good or bad. Mm -hmm. This is how people use it and articulate it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I like to bring it all together. You know, like money is not a bad thing. People, I hate when people say, oh, money's the root of evil. I'm like, it's not, well, you are, you know, it's the person. It's just a tool. Money doesn't you know, know good or bad. It's just a tool. Money just knows who it's open to flow to. Correct, correct. So, and so many good things are done with these resources, you know. So, I am not, you know, I think people tend to, like, lean on that perspective when they feel like they can't have it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is, you know, your thoughts are powerful. So, you telling yourself you, you can't have it and it's bad and it's evil, you're going to stay away from it, you know. So, <sighs> you know, it's all about your perspective. If people can understand that like life is literally what you make it, people will have way easier lives, you know? Right. It's yeah. it's really scary to think that this whole puzzle we're trying to put together in terms of this life experience, this human experience, it's mm -hmm. really pretty simple. It's so simple. But we humans like to complicate everything, right? Yeah. I mean, people I look at it like this, like my son and I were sitting in the backyard one day and we was talking and we just messed around talking about simulation theory and all of that stuff. And I'm like, well, we, this, we are in a somewhat of a simulation, right? I said, essentially with computers. And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, I said, your phone in your hand, that's a computer. I said, tell me the, the, the things that make up that, that make that thing work. Like what's inside of it that makes it work. So look it up. And it was like the tungsten, the copper, like all of these things. And I was like, okay, all of those are in the human body. Yeah. He's like, really? I said, Google it. Everyone, it showed how much, why it's in the body, all of that stuff, right? I said, okay, now that, that computer, you're the engineer, you're the programmer of it, right? Yeah. You're also the programmer of yourself. 
we're our own engineers, right? So the things that, the information that we consume programs us, uh, the conversations we have programs us, the activities we do on a daily basis is part of our programming. It, it, it puts together our operating system and how we live our lives, right? So we're literally program our, programming ourselves every moment, mm -hmm. you know? So we are the ultimate engineers of our computer, of our design. And, you know, when people really see life like that, they see that, you know, that's like really that God energy, that God frequency. Like we are our own gods. Absolutely. You know, people are. And listen, I we were talking earlier about like society keeping people at a certain level. And I think that the way that God is taught is also a strategy to keep people stifled from achieving a high level of, of consciousness. Absolutely. Because when you have to, when you're like, God is more powerful, the most powerful, like was one being, right? Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, the story, and I think religion is good, so I'm, not, I'm gonna put that out there. But how things are taken is kind of bad, like to think that you're nothing. Right. Your, your life is at the mercy of some guy right. who's jealous. Like, my God is a jealous God, like why? Why should he be jealous? You know right? what I'm saying? Yeah. And like all roads lead to hell. So you're always in fear, right? Like when I was a kid, I had so much anxiety about going to hell. Same. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, no, heaven and hell is on earth. Exactly. You make bad decisions, you live in hell. Mm -hmm. You make good de decisions, you have heaven. It's that simple. So, but, and that's real easy. That's yeah. a real simple concept. And it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter if people believe all of these things are literal or not being a good person matters, right, for society. So, I don't know, people can live how they wanna live. Well, you know, first off, I just have to commend you for being able to have this conversation with your your son. What a mm -hmm. lucky, you know, kid to be able to have this kind of wisdom and code being handed to them right. at such an, uh, an early age. The reality is, these are the conversations that we should be empowering our children with, mm -hmm. right, instead right. of, allowing all of these broken systems to you know narrate to them what their beliefs and programs are that they're operating from so i mm -hmm. think it's incredible uh thanks. i think it's it's you know i don't think it's super special of me it's just that i am aware of things and i share it ultimately what i'm what i'm hearing through this conversation is that you are you're really laying the roots for the kind of man that he's going to want to show up and be in this world, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious from your perspective, you know, as a father, as a man in this time, there's so many challenges right now. And right now, this whole idea of toxic masculinity being such a threat to society, you know, I look at you and I mm -hmm. think, oh, well, you are the embodiment of masculinity. Mm -hmm. And so you are technically considered a threat to society. Right. So how do you cultivate and raise your son to be this healthy masculine in this broken society with so much chaos and and you know just distorted messages that are being thrown at them on the on the reg right well see for starters i don't create everything that i teach him is is basically is me leading by example right mm -hmm. it's not that i'm saying hey there's no toxic masculinity yada yada it's not that mm -hmm. because 
honestly, when I was hearing people talk about this, like, hey, there's an attack on masculinity, I'm like, no, it's not. Like, what are you talking about? But now I see what people are talking about. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like when you're fully activated in your natural state of being in existence, and for me, I'm a man, so that's being masculine and normal. <laughs> These things does not do not affect you, uh -huh. right? There's nothing that can make me not be masculine. Mm. Like it's it's just a bizarre. I would challenge you on that. Go for it. What what do you think can make me? Well, not? I'm curious. Let me hear your perspective. Let's just address food. Okay. Let's talk about our current food system mm -hmm. and what we've seen happen unfold over the last 70 years in the food system okay. um, and how this is potentially playing a role with the modification of our genetics, the modification of the DNA, and most importantly, it definitely interferes with hormone function, endocrine mm -hmm. system function, right? Mm -hmm. So if masculinity is a threat to society because why why is why is masculinity a threat uh the power structures that exist don't want any competition they don't want any competition mm -hmm. right they want us to be weak yeah. servants that are enslaved in consumerism just consuming well, here's the thing i understand their position uh-huh because i have to be 100 percent honest with you if i was in power now, I'm not saying that I would employ tactics to make my society weak, not okay. at all. But I, I totally get why someone in power would do that. Okay. Listen, if you have a ruler and people, they say this, like I had a, uh, some guys in here one time and they were like, you're like a king, like literally a king. I'm like, mm -hmm. don't give me that. I, I, I can't guarantee that I'd be a righteous ruler. Okay. Having that kind of power. None of us know what that feels like. Right. Right. Um, I'm sure I would want it to remain in my lineage. You know what I mean? So what if I am a righteous ruler? Who knows if my grandson isn't? Like, so, you know, like the system that we have in America is, to me, is very divine, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. The framework of this nation, the constitution, you know, it was put together at a time when like, people that like me had no rights. Mm -hmm. We were considered animals. Mm -hmm. Women had no rights, right? Mm -hmm. So now people have rights. I mean, listen, I think it's weird, but if a person want to be a different gender, they can. Mm -hmm. We have that much freedom in this country. I think that's a beautiful thing. And this is a nation of people, not kings. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we are all sovereign if we really embody it. But let's look at, we have a federal and a state government, mm -hmm. city government, county government. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The federal government have very little to do with us. Right. And people put a lot of they allow the media and the TV and the politicians yep. to tug at their emotions, but who cares? Who cares who's the president? It doesn't have any effect on me, right? Right. So, you know, you have to worry about the constituents of your city. Mm -hmm. Worry about that, you know, your school district. Absolutely. You know, uh, the sheriff in your town, things like that. So the power is dispersed. Hear me out. The power is dispersed, right? It works. Yeah. It works. The system works now. Whether people are succumbing to these modifications of the food, the chemicals in it, or whatever, I have, I have to do more research on that. Mm -hmm. I am not super versed in that, but I, do, I am versed in this um, evolution and our species of human, our brand of human. There's been many species of humans on this planet, mm -hmm. but we're here, right? right? We're the only ones that have done the things that we've done on this, in this, this planet, right? So... 
and the reason that we're so powerful and so mighty is because and we weren't like the biggest strongest right right but we're here because we have the power to adapt mm -hmm. right and that's what that's what being powerful is all about is adapting now let's say it's all gmos and everything's modified and you know sugar. messing mess sugar is affecting the brain this and the third right we adapt to it you know now if you go to the rainforest we can't eat any of the fruit there right it'll kill our stomachs mm -hmm. and those people can't eat anything here right right but it's like that because we've adapted to plastic being in our food i'm not saying this is good right, right? however we've adapted to it to an extent right and there's plenty of things that we do to counteract any negative side any negative um issues with eating processed foods it's done the third working out mm -hmm. going to the sauna and sweating mm -hmm. you know it's so many things taking supplements uh -huh. there's so many ways to tip the scale back over I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because mm -hmm. you are you are absolutely on point. And mm -hmm. then, you know, another thing that I want to also bring up that you mentioned about how, you know, we can't go over to the rainforest and eat the fruit there and vice versa. And a lot of that has to do with the microbiome, the mm -hmm. natural bacteria that inhibits our environment, right, in mm -hmm. which we are residing within. And unfortunately, here in the U.S., this is probably one of the biggest things working against our society in terms of health and wellness is that we don't have very diverse diets of natural whole foods that have good sources of that microbiome. We're mm -hmm. eating these dead processed foods that lack the nutrients, lack the water, lack the energy, lack mm -hmm. the vitality of life, right? Mm -hmm. And I see this a lot in the environment that I serve working in mental health that, you know, a lot of these individuals, they're, they're very much walking around like zombies and it's has a lot to do with the fact that they're missing these vital nutrients to feed the bacteria that help support the neurotransmitter functioning in their system to keep their mind and body healthy mm. and balanced. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think that there's a, a multiple ways that we can address keeping ourselves healthy, right. but food definitely plays a big role. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Our stomach is our first brain. It is. It is you without know? a doubt the first brain. And, and it has a lot, a lot to do with our mood, mm -hmm. you know, our stress levels, you know, all of these things. Absolutely. But, you know, there's things that food is just one thing, right? Right. So I, I eat once a day, right? Uh-huh. Every Wednesday, I fast for 24 hours. A lot of my friends, we all do it, mm -hmm. right? So food is not that big of a deal to me. I can't wait till it's we become breathitarians. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, that's something. But you know, I like, I eat, uh, I have a different relationship with food than most people. Okay, tell it's me more. It's just a means of energy, that's yeah. it. It's like putting gas in a car. So you right. look at it from a nourishing perspective. This is what I need. How is this going to fuel this vessel that's, that's and this it. consciousness? That's it, right? And I've done a lot of research. Uh, I've been eating once a day f for years, mm -hmm. right? I stopped for a while, started back. But since I, I started back in 2017 mm -hmm. and haven't looked back, right? Okay. And, um, but I, I, I did it for, I had my own little anecdotal reasons back then, but I did research this go around and it actually supports what I felt, right? And what I thought and like the science. And you can eat like, there's there's different ways, so many different ways to fast, right? There's uh, eat every other day. 
type fasting, right? Right. These people can eat every other day, eat trash on the days that they eat. But the fact that they're fasting, they're healthier than people eating clean every day. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So there's autophagy. There's so many systems. The body is such a perfect thing that always wants to be in homeostasis and fix everything. Right. right? Listen, if you get a cut, it just fixes it back. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it does. It's so many things that our body does to heal itself, mm-hmm. you know, but we got to give it the space to do it. Yeah. You know, and knowing that you can have a little wiggle room. And certain, and you can know that certain things won't affect you as bad if you're consistently compounding the problem. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. No, I, I love this perspective. I love this approach. You know, to speak to the point of having one meal a day, mm-hmm. I can see how you having one meal a day has allowed for you to really help to expand your ability to approach consciousness. Mm-hmm. Whenever we're grazing all day long you know we're drizzling insulin into the bloodstream Mm -hmm. we're storing fat we're utilizing that energy to break down and metabolize these nutrients so we don't have the ability to take that energy and use it in other ways specifically to integrate the left and the right hemisphere of the brain so that we can access that pineal gland and open up that consciousness so Mm -hmm. when we are in fasted states this really helps support our ability to utilize the energy for those consciousness purposes 100 percent. and then there's other means of of activating that pineal gland that third eye that eye of horus you know and it's something i do every day is i sit outside after meditation after i get up i sit outside direct sunlight for 10 minutes with no sunglasses and it's very practical why I do it, right? Yeah. So it's crazy. It's practical, but it taps into spirituality and what people consider that, right? Right. And it's simply because sunlight uh, hitting the pineal gland stops the production of uh, melatonin. Right. Starts the, the production of tryptophan, which is the precursor to dopamine. Yep. Gets our day, gets us in a good mood, gets our digestive system working properly, and it helps with your sex drive, everything, right? Absolutely. So it's very it's sitting outside in the sun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. It also helps with decalcifying that pineal gland. Yeah, for sure. So, it, and these are things that anyone can Google and get recommendation by, you know, Absolutely. from the scientific community. It's not yet mainstream, right? But it will be. It's going to be coming. It will be. Just like meditation will be mainstream. Just like now is mainstream for people to exercise and mm-hmm. different diets and things like that. That's mainstream now. So will these things that we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that we're in the process of, you know, reshaping the paradigm of mm-hmm. civilization and our human experience. And we're dropping out systems that aren't working for right. us effectively to help support our ascension process for planet Earth and us as a, uh, you know, a civilization. Mm-hmm. So um, this is exciting to hear you talking about things like getting up and, you know, having access to the sun first thing in the morning. You're dark skinned. Mm-hmm. So most dark skinned people don't really think that they have to get a lot of sun, right? Mm -hmm. But being that you're dark skin, this puts you in a position where your body has a little more difficulty with synthesizing vitamin D from the sun. So you're going to need a little more exposure, Mm -hmm. meaning no sunscreen, right? I hope you're going out with no sunscreen. No black people wear sunscreen. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. Um, Because ultimately that is suppressing that vitamin D production, Mm -hmm. which is then going to have some negative consequences with our mental health, our testosterone, our, Mm -hmm. all of our, all of our 
you know, metabolic processes. And so to hear you, this big buff guy talking about getting out and getting his sunbathing in the morning is mm-hmm. awesome because I think this is something that definitely needs to become more main- mainstream. Right, for sure. So then my question next is, are you doing any of the, uh, the uh, perineal s- sunbathing? No. I think, is that how they say that no. word, perineal? I'm not. The butthole? The butthole sunbathing? No, thanks. I'm good on that. No, I'm good. If you get to a certain point, you're like, all right, come on. Right, like enough is enough. I'm I'm done with all of the hoax. I've never never even thought to do that. Well, apparently that is becoming the next mainstream thing. Is the uh, Not for me. I I believe it's called perineal sunbathing or something of that nature. Anyway, I'm super. Not on board. Not on board. All right, I feel you. I don't want to see nobody doing that. (laughs) I don't want to see. You can do it. I just don't want to see it. So... So ultimately, there's a multitude of different things that are interacting with us on a regular basis that are contributing to the elevation of our consciousness. And it really boils down to choice and free will, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going back to that that perineal thing. Okay, right? yeah, we can revisit. So this is a tactic they say to do what? So apparently with this perineal sunbathing, what it does is it activates the pineal gland within little as 20 seconds of exposure. It has something to Through do... Through your butt. Yeah, and it has something to do with the connection of the vagus nerve pathway So we have a bundle of nerves that line from the stem of the brain all the way down to the the tailbone. And so all of these nerve endings connect to all of the major organ and organ system. So apparently 20 minutes of, or I'm sorry, 20 seconds of sun exposure, first thing in the morning before 10 a.m. when the sun has the strongest vibrational Mm. frequency, this can activate something within that nervous system pathway that goes straight to the pineal gland, helping to open it up, decalcify it, and stabilize mood and vitamin D production throughout the day. Okay. Yeah. So there's something su- to it. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a hoax or a way of trolling people. It's very possible, I, I you know. See, like, but apparently this think- goes back to ancient practice. Like what people thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. And I want to say, Ooh, I can't, I, I'm not, Mm. I am not positive of the source, but I want to say that it might've been the, um, no, I can't say cause I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm a history buff. Okay. Right. It's, it's entertainment for me learning Mm. history. I've seen so many forms of hieroglyphs impressions art like everything i've never seen anything like that i've seen it all too right some wild stuff i've never seen that so what i will do for you is mm-hmm. i will definitely I'll look it up. I'm gonna look it up. well i'll send you some research some validated right. research okay. studies on the science behind whatever right. it is that it's supposed to do okay. but this is apparently a thing okay. a, a thing for health apparently that i'll pass on <laughs> i don't care what they say like how great it is i'll pass do you do it I have tried it. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I was just really curious. I have yeah. a rooftop, luckily, where okay. I can get up there and expose myself and not be violated okay. or violate anyone else <laughs> right, in any right. way. <laughs> and honestly, I think the curiosity I had mm. most importantly was like, how would this feel? How does this how did it feel? feel? It felt really uncomfortable. It was very much out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. um, this idea of me, you know, just kind of bent over with my butt up to the air. I have a question for you. Yeah. Let's think about everything that we know of, any kind of tactic that we employ to give ourselves a better life. 
yes to optimize life does any of it make you uncomfortable like that um well i mean i guess initially in or, my journey or do any of it make you feel kind of because i feel like that would be a humiliating feeling so here's the cool thing about what this brought up for me though mm -hmm. is that why am i feeling humiliated why am i feeling I can tell ashamed you why. right now i can tell you why tell me why because you're you're exposed in a very vulnerable yes. state now even my dog when he goes out to take a poop he's looking back to see if he's safe yep so that's just uh for we're we're animals like every other animal and that's just a very compromising position to be in it is right and, and not a safe one yeah so that's why one would feel embarrassed you know shameful right yeah right. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, that makes total sense. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't have thought about it from mm -hmm. that perspective, from yeah. that safety perspective. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I, I, I see and feel that very Listen, much as our, I reflect. Our amygdala is where uh, fear and anxiety is, right? Mm -hmm. Listen, there's systems of the body that can perceive danger and threat yep. without us being conscious of it. Yes. So I'm sure that's some kind of system of like, yo, this is not right. <laughs> right yeah so that's why that happens these are things that we don't have to be taught yeah right? there's, there's so many like we are antennas of information mm. of receiving information mm -hmm. just like that fact that i just stated right yes so that that tell me that's i don't have to do any research to know that that's not i'm not saying that what you didn't read didn't appear to come from a good source mm -hmm. but i cannot except that that is valid yeah. you know what i mean yeah no, it just doesn't make sense for the soul you know what i mean if you felt any kind of way when you did it it's not right yeah no and I the de there definitely was discomfort yeah. definitely discomfort yeah. um so back to this idea of the amygdala and mm -hmm. this fear thing right so with with this whole covid virus that we've mm -hmm. had there you know the covid virus has impacted our olfactory center and our senses our our taste and smell in the brain right some people for some yeah and the olfactory center is directly attached to the amygdala in the brain so what what we're seeing happen right now is that there is this huge surge of anxiety increase amongst since you know amongst society and people can't really understand and they can't pinpoint where this anxiety is actually coming from they're mm -hmm. evaluating their life they're like you know things things appear really well but what they're finding is that they either had loss of taste, loss of smell, and as a result of that, the brain is constantly seeking for threats. And because it's lost its sense in the connection to taste and smell, it now is in a heightened state of threat at all mm -hmm. time because it can't sense the danger anymore. Right. So it's really interesting to see what's gonna continue to play out over, you know, the many years ahead of us as a result of what we as a society the trauma that we have experienced over the uh the last couple of years right i know we got to wrap it up but i say this for those who's experienced that and they have a heightened sense of anxiety there's some really easy ways to fix that right and one is putting yourself in a theta wave state and how you do that is by mindfulness meditation right it's and this is once again it's they've they've studied this they've tested it on many people and it, and it absolutely works like putting yourself on mindfulness meditation it it eases the amygdala it kind of it kind of disarms it right it kind of it takes it helps us adapt to stress mm -hmm. and, and deal with it better so does 
uh, exposure to sauna, like heat shock pro- proteins. But it it in- it increases our pain tolerance, mm-hmm. right? It in- increases our stress tolerance, stress resistance, and it makes us not as anxious, not as exa- not not have as much anxiety. So that meditation, music that you like, and also the sauna. Those are three tactics that you can start retraining your brain and fixing that amygdala, making it calm down. You don't want it gone because right. you need that yeah. to stay safe. Yeah. Because we are animals and people are animals and they do wild things. So, you know, these are things, three little easy things that people can employ every day to help fix that. I love that. Those are three fabulous tips. And that was going to be one of my closing questions to you. So you already beat me to the punch. <laughs> but tell tell the listeners, what what's Mike up to? How can they find you? You know, how can we vibe? Yeah, um, Mike Rashid across all platforms, M-I-K-E-R-A-S-H-I-D. Um, I have a podcast as well, big, pretty big YouTube channel. Um, yeah, you can find me everywhere. Just Google Mike Rashid. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to invite me into your beautiful studio here and also just share some insight into your success and what's helped you get to where you're at today with the listeners. I appreciate you. And you guys, make sure you check him out. He is definitely a force to be reckoned with. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Do me a favor, and if you loved this episode, please go leave a review. Reviews help make sure that this content reaches more people so that we can continue to heal as a collective. Remember to take a screenshot that you're listening and tag us on Instagram at heatherbarbierryrdn for a 15% discount on the Retrain Your Brain program. See you next time.